You're listening to the audio program, Host and Guest, hosted by me, Rick Katchke. Now here's myself, Rick Katchke. <laughs> Hello, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. I'm your host, Rick Katchke, and on today's program, I'm joined by comedian John Mullaney. We'll have the interview with John in just a moment. Last month, I went on a little trip with my good friends Carl, Mike, and Andy. Uh, you've probably heard them on the Robot Breakdancing Union Anthology podcast. If you haven't, be sure to check it out. And uh, so we went up north to northern Wisconsin. Uh, going up north is a common expression here in Wisconsin, so I apologize for using that local colloquialism. And on the way back, we stopped in Appleton, Wisconsin, to check out the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, a minor league baseball affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. We wanted to see some of the rising stars of the organization. In the program for the game, it had little bios of each player telling us when they were drafted, where they went to school, things like that. But it also included a needless piece of information in what their biggest pet peeves were. And... Instead of making it seem like these players were just like us because they've got these quirky pet peeves, it just made them seem like OCD. One of them hated people who don't squeeze a toothpaste bottle correctly. Uh, and another one, this guy who was really tiny, like five foot two, five foot three, 120 pounds, maybe, he hated loud restaurants. Maybe he grew up in a house where you were not supposed to talk when you were eating dinner. This guy was completely against anyone having conversations inside of an Applebee's or a TGI Friday's. So if you're ever in Appleton and you see a guy who's five foot two, five foot three, maybe 120 pounds, looks like a baseball player, just don't talk around him because while he won't do anything, you will be annoying him and we should go out of our way to treat these upcoming baseball phenoms with the respect that they're due. I'm, so, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Uh, we'll have the interview with John Mullaney coming up in just a moment. Stick around on Host and Guest. My guest on today's program is comedian John Mullaney. You've probably seen John on Best Week Ever, on Comedy Central, or his appearances on Saturday Night Live, where he is primarily a writer. I've been in discussions with John and have tried to set up an interview with him for about a year and a half, almost two years now, so it was a real treat to have him on the program. I spoke with him after a performance of his at the Just for Laughs Chicago Festival last month. All right, uh, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. Today I'm joined by John Mullaney at Long Last. John, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we we tried to set this up about a year and a half ago at Zanies. At Zanies, and uh, just signals were crossed, and uh, I'm I'm glad that we were finally able to connect. Absolutely, I'm very sorry that that uh, that time went awry, and I'm happy that we could be here. <laughs> the blame is equally on me. Um, I thank you for taking the blame off of me for the <laughs> Zanies incident, and. Uh, I'm glad we can sit down now. We're at the main stage, by the way, in Rogers right. Park. Brand new theater. Brand new theater, brand new dressing room, with I'm on a leather couch. <laughs> Very nice for the audio. The yeah. squeaks. Yeah. <laughs> the squeaks and sounds of a new leather couch. 
How do you feel about leather furniture? Let's first of all, I don't like it. Me neither. Um, I get sweaty. Yeah, I get sweaty, and like if I had a leather couch in my apartment and it was a warm day and I was like watching TV in my boxers, that'd be miserable. Yeah, it's sticking to it. Sticking to it. Absolutely, nothing comfortable about it. Now, John, you are from the Chicago area. I'm from Lincoln Park in the city of Chicago. Okay, so that that qualifies as Chicago area. A hundred (laughs) percent. Nothing you've said yet is a lie. Do you have any favorite memories growing up here in what they call the Windy City? All the wind, the constant wind, and all the deep dish hot dogs, and the politics. Don't get me started. (laughs) My memories are like, my biggest memory is, um, I just like being, there's alleys in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And my biggest memories are just being in an alley and, you know, lighting something on fire and then running from minute like some adult who rightfully mm-hmm. came out and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, my biggest memory, I just hanging out in alleys and breaking things. and But I was always busy. Like, I always felt busy as a kid. Yeah. And, um, but it was like standing in front of a store trying to buy cigarettes all day. Sure. You know, like, uh, but I, my days were filled. We ran around the city. We were little rodents, yeah. Um, my friends are out. But it was a lot of fun. I miss it. I wish I, I wish there were a way to sort of live here and, and, and uh, uh, have SNL move here. Now, uh, you mentioned SNL. You are a writer for the program known as Saturday Night Live. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. By the way, your listeners should know that you are, you're a lot more informal in real life <laughs> and that you've gotten more formal as we started the interview. <laughs> I like it, though. It's, it's a ruse. It's showmanship. <laughs> he has broadcaster professionalism <laughs> uh, how did you get the gig working as a as a writer for Sarah Night Live I had been a writer at a show called Important Things for Dimitri Martin I uh, some of the people who worked at SNL knew me through performing at the UCB theater mm-hmm. uh, they asked me to audition for the show I auditioned for the show and they said no but would you like to write for the show? And I said, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, have there been any favorite uh, bits of yours that have made it on the air? Any favorite sketches that you've worked um, on? I write, a, I write a lot of sketches uh, with two writers named Simon Rich and Merica Sawyer. Sure. And I, some of my favorite things are the things that the three of us have written together. Uh, wrote, we wrote a sketch called Rocket Dog for Tracy Morgan. Um, and... On this last show of the season, we had a sketch with Alec Baldwin where he uh, brings a hooker to his hotel room, and he says he just wants to talk and finds out her life story, and even has her call his mom, her mom, and say that she wants to come home. And it's that thing of like, I don't want to have sex with you, I just want to talk. So they talk for like four minutes, (laughs) and then he says that he wants a hand job. And that was really a fun sketch. I hope you look it up on Hulu.com. Um, and then I write a lot of stuff with Bill Hader that I really enjoy. Sure. Um, uh, he and I write this character he does brilliantly called Stefan, mm-hmm. who's on uh, Weekend Update sometimes. That's a lot of fun. Now, for you, uh, I'm sure you, you, like me, grew up enjoying uh, the 90s version of Saturday Night Live when it was on and then looking back at older episodes. What's it like uh, actually being on the show? Uh, it's very surreal. Uh, still is, uh, feels very surreal to be sure. there. And... Um, our offices are on the 17th floor of 30 Rock, and when you get off uh, the elevators, there's a hallway with a framed photo of every cast member that line the whole hallway. And sure. it's really 
a that it's both an intimidating thing. That was like the first thing I saw my very first day there, and also just very cool to see. It's it's a it's a place I've wanted to work since I was about six years old, seven yeah. years old maybe. I think '89 I started watching it, so I was seven okay. years old. Uh, the first episode I saw Woody Harrelson hosted. I think that was 1989. So probably at the peak of Cheers. Peak of Cheers uh, and before uh, white men can jump or can't jump. Yeah, yeah. Before his um, prior Wilder like teaming up with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but it's uh, really is like, you know, you get into the grind of it sometimes, but then you realize like, wow, this is this is extremely. Uh, this is an extremely singular experience. Sure. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned Saturday Night Live. What were some of your other comedic influences uh, growing up? Uh, lots of things. I listened and watched a lot of comedy. So, um, I liked everything from, like, Jack Benny. I listened to a lot of old radio shows and Burns and Allen mm -hmm. and Fibber McGee and Molly and Bob and Ray. Uh, all of that. And then, at the same time, like got it you know like when I was around 10 or 11 first saw like Monty Python yeah and then at that same time you know SNL was uh, the biggest thing for me and the Simpsons came on and they were the biggest thing for me and then Conan when Conan premiered that was like that was like I was like oh that's like my sense of humor I remember mm -hmm. being like 11 and thinking like oh that's this is awesome this is like and I knew from reading about him as a kid like oh he was at Saturday Night Live it's like oh this is like all that sense of humor in one right. talk show, um, and then I at the same time like I watched like '90s stand up. Like I really liked stand up comedians, and would watch like Evening at the Improv and um, uh, all the stuff on the HBO, the half hours. I didn't have cable, but I would see them sometimes. Yeah, uh, and then when Comedy Central started, like I would watch like Sinbad specials when <laughs> I was a kid and just laugh. My ass <laughs> the off. one where he's uh, in Hawaii or whatever. The Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, like the first two, the one where he sings "Have you seen her?" and he's in the orange and blue denim suit. Like, I watched that. That was like the stand-up I saw. And yeah. then later I heard like what people can, what people deem good mm -hmm. stand-up. You know. Sure. <laughs> but there was a lot of those comics were hilarious and it was really funny. And a lot of them are still around and great today. It was just that it was, I saw them yeah. in that era when like there were a million evening at the improv type comics. Now, uh, as a stand-up comedian, you've released an album, uh, The Top Part. The Top Part, on Comedy Central Records, available on Amazon.com and iTunes. Was there an alternate title uh, planned for that? Because I think when you put it in the computer, uh, it pops up as something else for some reason. Oh, I once saw on eBay a copy of my album, but with the title Not For Nothing. Yeah, that's right. Which is a line from this joke I have about bartenders on law and order you know that when people say like not for nothing like that phrase i sent an email once with a list of title options yeah and one of them was not for nothing but i didn't like it i was just trying to think of anything and i don't know how this thing exists i've never really uh, thank you for reminding me i've never really tracked down how like why would it even get made or pressed yeah with that title but i should buy that because that's no, Something. because I, I uh, had purchased the album. It's a great album, and I wanted to oh, put it you. on my MP3 player. And when I copied it to my computer, it, it didn't show up as the top part. And I wish I had uh, looked at it again. That's it so was, bizarre. It was something else. But it's like I think it's not for nothing or a different line from the CD. 
That's so bizarre. Okay, what a mystery. I purchased mine from Amoeba Records in Los Angeles, so maybe it was just those. They sell copies. it at Amoeba? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a trendy store. I'm, I'm name dropping. That's like, that's like having your comedy album sold in the movie Empire Records. <laughs> Everybody was dancing. Everyone was, was dancing, and they were raising money and passing a bucket to save a record store. Can you imagine a bunch of employees, <laughs> like, trying to save the business they work for? Have you ever worked for a place where you would want to, like, pass the hat and save it? Like, help the owner? That's crazy. The thing that drives... Being like, oh, no, I love this job. Like, $7 an hour so much. Let's, let's like, spend all of our energy... <laughs> Putting a concert on on the roof. I don't even remember what happens in that movie. The timeline for that movie really doesn't work, too, because uh, I believe there's like an evening news report about the record store closing and that they, there's only so much time left. And uh, just in terms of when that would air and getting people to the record store, logistically, wow. nightmare. I was getting self conscious a second ago because I was like, oh, I'm going on about Empire Records too much. <laughs> And then you went in with technical information about it, and I feel so much better about also having a take on Empire Records. I was so self-conscious. I was like, oh, everyone's going to listen to this and think I'm a crazy person. And then you chimed in with the, fu- with the timeline of the movie. I've got charts. I break it down. Yeah, you break them all down. All of those Liv Tyler movies, Sleeping Beauty. Armageddon. Armageddon, the other one. Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, you also have worked extensively with Nick Kroll. Uh, how did you two end up meeting? And uh, Oh, I met Nick in college. Mm-hmm. Nick was a senior when I was a freshman. And he um, was the director of the improv group at Georgetown. And I auditioned for the improv group, and he cast me. So he was, like, the director when I was a freshman. Was it, like, a long-form improv? or? Yeah, we did. Um, we would go do uh, classes at UCB Theater in New York, okay. and so we were trying to do long-form, yeah. We had games in the beginning, and then would do the Herald, the long-form piece. Uh, created by Delphos. Created by Delphos. Um, and, and, yeah, and people always liked the short games better. Every of my friends would always go... Uh, I I don't like the long thing at the end, but that game where you all make up a story is, you know, hilarious. And you have to point to different people. Yeah, and they'd say it, like, really loudly as soon as the show was over, you know? (laughs) Friends would wait for you and be like, I don't like the one girl. Also, uh, I don't like the long thing in the middle. (laughs) Now, uh, John, you have a very youthful appearance. So do Uh, you. I I was just going to say um, one of the few things that we have in common... (laughs) Is a youthful face, youthful old face. radio voice. <laughs> and uh, an extensive... Jesse Thorne also has this right. syndrome. Uh, have you found that um, you've been asked how old you are or, or carded at different places? Uh, the other day I was asked if I was 18. And, oh, uh, for what? Just just going on... Uh, just and walking down the street. Just walking down the street. Somebody stopped you, yeah. I don't drink, so I don't get carded. Yeah, I, I don't drink either, but in terms of... Uh, Sometimes going through the door for the cover charge. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I feel like people wonder how old I am. <laughs> I look a little older now, don't I? I don't know. You've aged a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> time has not been. Time kind. has not been kind to you. Listeners should know. Time has not been kind to Jamalini. <laughs> now, uh, every week on the show, we always ask for some recommendations. Uh, so, first of all, an album recommendation. Of music? Of music, of comedy, whatever uh, oh. qualifies as an album and you would um, recommend, other than the top part or not for nothing. 
or the Japanese version, not for nothing. Um, I there's lots of you know music albums I recommend, but who cares? Uh, like seriously, like <laughs> like what you might not like my taste, uh, and not that it's weird taste. Uh, I'm overthinking this. Empire my album Record recommendation. Soundtrack. My album recommendation is Brent Weinbach's album The Night Shift. Excellent. It is a great, great comedy record mm-hmm. with lots of different elements. Very cool album with original songs by Brent too. He's a great comedian. The Night Shift. I and totally. Love it. And then also a film recommendation. Um, the Joan Rivers documentary piece of work sure. that just came just out. Just came out, right? It's really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. And they use a lot of her stand-up clips, and they are so funny. Yeah. She is so funny, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, underappreciated, I think. I think just, um, I went with my girlfriend, and she didn't even know that Joan Rivers was a stand-up comedian, not, which I think a lot of people don't know. Just for, you know her from E as a... Yeah, they're like, oh, she's like part. a reporter. Yeah. She, it's, it's so funny. Like, it's a good just bio documentary, yeah. but also the clips of her on stage are fantastic. Anything else uh, coming up that you'd like to promote on the show? Um, well, uh, I will be touring throughout the summer. I hope that uh, any listeners would come out and see some shows. Go to johnmulaney.com for more of that. Uh, check out the new season of Saturday Night Live <laughs> starting in September. Some people call NBC. it SNL. On SNL, yeah. <laughs> Uh, starting on NBC and uh, I just hope that uh, yeah um, uh, I'm not I'm not great folks at publicizing things so I hope that you will check in uh, at uh, com to see what is going on and I hope you can come out to a show John thanks so much for being on Host and Guest thank you for your patience and uh, <laughs> this was great it was really fun excellent Thanks again to John for joining me on the program. Be sure to check out his Comedy Central Records album, The Top Part, which will show up as Not For Nothing when you put it into your computer. Our theme song is done by Tiny Folk. You can listen to all of his music for free at Last FM. Just search for Tiny Folk, T-I-N-Y-F-O-L-K. If you'd like to support host and guest, you can purchase my book, Mark Sanders' Tangential September, which is available at lulu.com. Just search for that title or search for my last name, Katchke, K-A-T-S-C-H-K-E. I've been your host, Rick Hatchke, and this has been Host and Guest. Sand, 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 sand,